As I strolled through the bustling downtown Lakeland Curb Market one sunny Saturday morning, my senses were immediately captivated by the irresistible aroma of freshly baked pastries. Intrigued, I followed the scent leading me to a charming display of delectable treats at Marikai Bakehouse. With each bite of heavenly pastries, I was transported to a world of pure delight. I knew I had stumbled upon something truly special. Determined to learn more about the magic behind these exceptional creations, I reached out to the owner of Marikai Bakehouse, Mara Rutledge, to delve into their story, their journey, and the love and passion that fuels their remarkable bakery. Mara, whose passion for baking has roots in her childhood, has always dreamt of having her own bakery. Inspired by her mother's talent in the kitchen, she knew she wanted to create something extraordinary. It was during her search for the perfect name that she discovered Marikai, a Greek word that encapsulates the essence of their bakery. Marikai means infusing love, soul, and passion into everything one does, and that's exactly the philosophy that guides the owner and her dedicated team at Marikai Bakehouse. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lakeland Lynn Snapshots, where we take a nostalgic journey through the captivating stories and remarkable moments captured before the official launch of our podcast. Join me, your host, Emily, as we revisit some of the most inspiring articles, interviews, and features that help define the essence of Lakeland Lens. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Lakeland Lens Snapshots. I really love doing these shorter episodes where we get to deep dive into, um, you know, stories that I did before I like officially launched the podcast. And I'm going to be honest, I'm trying to figure out how I can keep these little snapshot episodes going once I, you know, finish going back through all of my old stories. I think I have a solution, but, you know, we'll wait and see. I'm going to mold that idea over in my head. Uh, but today we are going to be talking about Marikai Bakehouse. If you have not heard of Marikai Bakehouse, boy, are you in for it today. Uh, Marikai Bakehouse was um, something that I found when I went to the uh, farmer's market on the weekends. So currently, as of this recording, uh, we're on break right now uh, for the farmer's market. So the farmer's market doesn't come back until September um, because it is just, I don't know if you've been outside recently, but it is hot. Currently on break with the farmer's market, but I know that the last couple of farmer's markets before they went on break, uh, Marikai was not at them. Um, They've actually started um, doing pop-ups at Happy Fast Delicious. So that is a coffee drink place right next to um taco bell on uh south florida so it's right near taco bell hobby lobby um it's that like purple yellow building very new very it's a very cool concept happy fast delicious so you download the app and you basically can completely customize um your drink so you can pick like soda or water or coffee and then like they have like a ton of mix-ins that you can add to your drink And what's cool is like the app sort of works like a social media almost. So like if you come up with like a recipe for like a drink that you really enjoy, you can post it to the app. So that way like other people can order it. Um, So it's a really cool concept. And Marikai Bakehouse has started going 
um, two Happy Fast Delicious to do pop-ups in lieu of going to the farmer's market. I think it's just because it's too darn hot. And over at Happy Fast Delicious, they have an awning and they have more space for them to, you know, spread their booth out. And what's super cute is they, like the partnership between the two of them, they have like come up with pairings. So like Happy Fast Delicious will come up with a drink pairing for like a pastry that Marikai Bakehouse creates. So you can stop by Happy Fast Delicious um, to get uh, your Marikai Bakehouse treats and then get a drink. Not sure if they're going, I'm sure that they're going to bounce between like Happy Fast Delicious and like the farmer's market. Maybe they'll do like a Buena Market in the future. Who knows? I have been really looking forward to doing a deep dive on this story just because I love Marikai Bakehouse. Their food is so good. Um, I've had a couple of things from there and everything I've had is amazing. And I've bought it for friends before for them to try and they've also loved it. So it really is um, a great bakery. They have really good food and they, every time that they were at the farmer's market, they always had a line and it was sort of like a best practice that like if you wanted to get something from Marikai Bakehouse, you better get there early because they're gonna sell out or come close to it. I wrote and published this article back in May of this year. So this was back when they were still pretty, um, this was back when they were at the farmer's market pretty regularly. It'll be interesting to see if they go back to the farmer's market in September. It's still going to be pretty, pretty hot in September. Um, but it'll be, it'll be fun to see. I think they really do enjoy being at Happy Fast Delicious. And I think that's a really fun and interesting partnership for the two of them, um, especially since they're like pairing drinks with pastries and that kind of thing. It's fun because even though like we're on break for the farmer's market and I know that like according to their um, Instagram, like they're on vacation, Marikai Bakehouse. So I know that you can go to Happy Fast Delicious and get some of their treats while they're on vacation, while they're on break. So when they come back in September, um, either at Happy Fast Delicious or at the farmer's market or, you know, whatever, um, we hadn't gone that long without it. So that's a lot of a lot of fun. But I've been really excited to um, share this one with you because I think this blog post got a lot of attention when I first published it just because it's another really unique, wonderfully tasting bakery here in Lakelands. So when I asked um, Mara some questions, one of the first questions I asked was, what sets Marikai Bakehouse apart from all the other bakeries in the area? And she said, what sets us apart from other bakeries is our attention to detail, the obvious care that goes into each step of the process, the evident ingredient, love, and it will always taste just as good as it looks, if not better. That's very true. Like if you go onto their Instagram, which is at Marikai Bakehouse, their feed is just, it's straight food porn. Like it is so, it looks so good. And everything that I've had from there has been amazing. I've had like their cookies. They had a lemon cake. They had like a croissant with goat cheese, tomatoes, and I don't even know what else. It was just really good. I've had their, uh, they had a pride croissant. It had like fruity pebbles in it. That was really good. So just about everything that they make is really good and you should give it a go. You really can't go wrong there. So some of the other things that they do. So they're sort of known for like croissants and the interesting croissants that they make. Um, so other than croissants, they do cinnamon rolls, sticky buns, cookies, cakes by the slice, pies, muffins, and more. Um, they, she said that one of their most popular items are definitely the brown butter chocolate chip cookies and the creme brulee supremes. Um, so the chocolate chip cookies, I can vouch for, those are incredible. 
Um, the Cranberry Supremes I have not seen or have not like tasted, and I haven't seen them because they sell out so quickly. So those are one of the items that like if you do not get there early, you're just not going to get them. Um, and they've posted about that before. Like, they'll post a video of them, like, cracking it open and, like, the creme brulee, like, spilling out. And it just looks so good. Um, But they do say that, like, if you want one of these, like, you better get there early because they will just sell out. So, you know, back in May when I was um, interviewing them, I asked them, like, at the time they were a relatively new business. Uh, So even still here in August, they're still very new. They haven't hit their um, official one year yet. Uh, So I asked them, what have been some of the challenges and rewards of starting a bakery from scratch? (laughs) She said, some of the challenges of starting a bakery are a lot, but really it was challenging finding a work slash personal life balance and still is. But after hiring help, it has been an enormous weight lifted off my shoulders. Another challenge in the very beginning was, how do I know how much to make if I don't know if people will show? Eventually you get some exposure, word gets out and you find a sweet spot. Also, a challenge is being able to communicate with my customer base effectively. For instance, when we go on vacation and won't be at the market, we share on social media, but you still have so many people say, I was looking for you. It is rewarding the way that the community comes through every Saturday and sells us out of nearly 700 pastries in a matter of hours. Our regular customers we have built relationships with are beautiful. Some make it their Saturday tradition just to come and see us at the market for a pastry. We actually have our surprise ladies that trust us every week since the beginning to pick them out one surprise pastry to eat while they browse the market. And we look forward to that. Being told that you make someone's day is just all worth it. So that's crazy. Selling out of like nearly 700 pastries. And I'm sure like, again, this was written in May. So I'm sure now it's even more just because of how much they've grown in popularity since since even I wrote this article. And when I wrote this article, like, I had just sort of discovered them and I feel like traction was really starting to happen. Like people were looking for them at markets and the line was starting to get really long. And I just feel like even since I wrote this article back in May, like they've grown significantly since then. And that's been a really wonderful thing to watch online. So what's funny is, as I said before, they're sort of known for their croissants and they're super fluffy and amazing and just really good. And you should try one. Um, But I don't know if everyone knows this, but croissants are hard to make. Like, I mean, I know like people like me will just go to Publix and we'll get like the Pillsbury croissants and roll them and think we're little bakers or whatever. But that is really not the case. Um, So I, I knew it was hard, you know what I mean? But like, I didn't know how like in depth of a process this really was. So I asked her, I said, can you talk about the process you use to make your croissants and any tips for aspiring bakers? So I, she went into like really great detail and I wasn't expecting this, but she was like, croissants are a three day process, which I did not know. So day one is mix. So cold mix allows for longer first proof, longer fermentation and more flavor. Divide, shape, wrap and rest overnight. Day two is lamination. Dough, butter, dough, butter, series of folds. Sounds easy, but it's not. Your butter temperature and dough temperature should match at all times to yield the best and consistent results with minimal waste. It sounds easy. Just try it. I'm not going to try it, girl. I'm just, I'm just going to eat yours. Day three is shaping and baking. So we make all of our dough. Now you got to make these cool shapes. Sheet them down and shape. Also, the temperature is very important, literally in every shape. I cannot imagine making these. Like, here's the thing. Is I feel, and I know this, like, I, like, baking in Florida must be difficult. 
like for people like her, especially since temperature is so important for making croissants, and I'm sure it's important for other things too, but it is so hot and humid here all of the time. Like, I have no idea at what temperature you need to keep these things, but I'm sure it's not 900 degrees like it is in Florida all the time. So she said shaping happens between 2 to 7 a.m. They go in the fridge for more cold fermentation until we come back that night at 10 p.m. They are trayed up and proofed. Again, sounds easy, but you must maintain a level of humidity at all times during proofing, as well as the proper temperature, or you'll, you will melt the butter between your layers. If they're too cold, they will take forever to grow. I call it babysitting croissants during this process. <laughs> Once they have grown as much as they can, then they bake. She said, my tips are don't give up and pay attention to each detail. In the world of croissants, every detail could be a variable of what went wrong or right in the process. I, if, I feel like if I tried to make homemade croissants, it would just be the most epic Pinterest fail you ever did see. And this is why I stick to my Pillsbury croissants. Or if I want something better, I just go get one of hers. That's just how I'm going to do this. I accept that I am just not going to be able to make um, a good croissant by hand. It's just not going to happen. I can make other things by hand. It's not going to be this. I am perfectly fine with just going to buy one of hers. So I also asked her, because again, this is one of those really new bakeries in Lakeland and everyone is really starting to rally behind them and they're growing a lot and their food is really good. So all of these good things are happening to them. So I was curious about like what their plans for the future were and if they have any upcoming projects or events or, you know, what their, what their plans are, um, for Marikai Bakehouse. So she said, future plans for the business are to get through the summer at the farmer's market, grow our wholesale accounts for the slower season. And eventually, hopefully sooner than later, a brick and mortar location would be amazing. I feel like a brick and mortar location for them would be really cool. And I think what Lakeland is sort of missing is like, and I was thinking about this the other day, like I wish there was a really big space that people could go and just hang out. Sort of like armature works I think like it's just really big and cozy or like maybe like an Oxford exchange type situation I feel like that would be really cool I think the thing that I do hope for Marikai in the future is that you know I I really love the idea of them expanding their wholesale and being able to you know buy their products in stores or you know at Happy Fast Delicious or something like Pressed maybe or um you know places around town where you can go and, you know, enjoy other things and like also get one of their pastries. Um, I think that would be really cool, but I, I love the idea of them having their, their own space. I do know that the joinery is hoping to expand. So maybe that's an opportunity there. Luckily, Marikai, um, is with Catapult. So Catapult does a really great job of, um, helping, especially their kitchen businesses, get into brick and mortar locations. So, um, for example, Blue Dog Craft Barbecue over at the joinery was, um, at one point at Catapult and then they moved over to the joinery and the joinery is building them like a whole smoke house for them to smoke their meat in. So, um, you know, maybe something like that could be 
an option for them in the future. I'm not sure. I just, I think one of the things that I, it's like, I, I don't want them to leave the farmer's market, but I want them to grow into their own location. Um, but I would really miss them at the farmer's market. But on the flip side, that would open up a space for like another business to join the farmer's market. Grow. It, it's one of those situations where I'm like, I, I don't want you to leave, but like, I want you to leave because you're growing and you're doing amazing things. So like, it's one of those bittersweet moments where you're excited for their growth, but like, you're also kind of sad that they're not going to be at the farmer's market anymore. But that day is not yet. So hopefully um, I'm staying very up to date with their Instagram because they are very good about um, posting um, to their Instagram and to their Instagram stories about like what their next market is going to be and where they're going to be next. Um, so hopefully come September, they will be either back at Happy Fast Delicious or back at uh, the farmer's market. So finally, I asked uh, them to give us some advice on um, what you would tell someone interested in starting their own bakery or food business. And Mara said, have experience in the field that you're trying to start. Do your research and meet people who have done what you aspire to do. There is never a right time. You just have to leap and trust your instincts. And it is as much work as you get warned about. So listen to the people that tell you that too. I will say that that is another common theme that I have found with people who have started their own business. Um, right now, I feel like we're experiencing a wave of people starting their own business because of COVID. Um, and then you have... but. Okay, so there's two things. So you have, I feel like we have a wave of people starting businesses because of COVID. Like they're, they've reevaluated their life. They want to start their own journey, that. But then the other piece of advice that people always seem to give when they start their own business is there never is a right time. You're never going to have all your ducks lined up in a row. You're, it's never going to be perfect. And the most important part is to just start. Like it's just start your journey start learning, figure out what like the bare minimum is to get started and just sort of do it. You don't need to have the best banner. You don't need to have the best setup. You don't need to have the best whatever. You just need to have a really good product. You need to have the drive to sell that product and you need to have like a way to charge people. <laughs> like that's really it. So I feel like that that's really important is to really just get started. Don't let like small things hold you back. Don't let yourself hold you back. Um, that's one of my big things is I can get so in the weeds with things that I basically stand in my own way from just getting started. So this podcast is a pretty good example. So instead of just hyper fixating on every single element of this podcast, I'm just like, I'm going to sit down with a microphone and just record and we're just going to start. And, you know, I feel like it's going pretty well so far. Um, but who knows? Um, it's fun. Like I, it, it's interesting because for me, I've always like started things with the anticipation that no one is going to care. So like I started like the Lakeland Lens Instagram with sort of the thought that this is for me. No one's going to care about it. Um, and it's just going to be an outlet for me. And that turned out to not be true. Um, and then I started, you know, building a website to, you know, make my to be able to post content that's longer and more in depth and then I started writing and then you know I created a newsletter and then I created this podcast so like I just basically started and with every big project 
I've also just sort of like started, like I had no idea how to build a website and I'm just like, Squarespace is something I've heard of. Um, So let's start there. And with podcasting, I did a little bit of research on where I should post that podcast. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is something I can afford. Let's start here. I might find something better in a year. Who knows? But we're just going to go with this for right now. And, you know, the microphone I use, like this is just a microphone that I had. Is it the best one? No. Do I need the best one? No. So it's one of those things where you, you know, just start, just do it. Just whatever you are dreaming about doing, just start doing it and really just see where it takes you. The The hardest part about the journey is getting on the path, I think. Like that's sort of how I've um, felt this out. Um, so I love her advice. It does fall in line with other advice that um, I've been given and other things that I've read. So it just, it it seems to be the same thing and it really is just get started. From that fateful day at the downtown Lakeland Car Market to delving into the story behind their passion-filled creations, I'm reminded of the power of following one's dreams and infusing love into every endeavor. Marikai Bakehouse has not only brought exceptional pastries to Lakeland, but it has also sparked a sense of joy and connection within our community. And that's a wrap on this episode of Lakeland Lens Snapshots. If you haven't already, make sure that you visit lkldlens.com to read full articles and discover even more captivating content. And don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. If you happen to like the music throughout the show, be sure to check out the artist, Ben Mort. His information can also be found in the show notes. And stay tuned for our monthly podcasts coming out at the end of the month. And of course, more Snapshot episodes in the future. But for now, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakeland Lens Snapshots. Snapshots.